Welcome everyone, I am Michael, your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be discussing the depaganization of Matthew, chapter 19 through 21. This first note for chapter 19 is about verse 4, which reads, Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female? This statement is proof that Jesus only recognizes that there are two sexual identities that God has created on the earth. By this truth, it is clearly unacceptable to desire or claim a sexual identity other than what one was born to be. This passage also becomes a prophecy against the teaching of the Roman Catholic Church that has become Antichrist for accepting the sexual immorality of sinners rather than teaching the message of Christ, which has always been repentance of sin and acceptance of the Holy Spirit. God made the human species to be either male or female, and it is Satan who deceives those who are confused about their sexuality or gender. The Antichrist reveals itself to mankind in the flesh as the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church and any others who will also defy God's eternal truth with the blasphemy of accepting the sexual immoralities of bisexuality, homosexuality, and transsexuality. This next note, is about an omission of verses 10 through 12. What has been omitted is eunuchs, because they were an invention of pagan Romans who were sexually immoral. The omitted text supported the Catholic ideology of priesthood, and it has had the purpose to support the pagan practice of sexual immorality in contradiction of Christ's teachings. Insinuating that some are born eunuchs is a direct contradiction of the statement Jesus just previously made. Christ was prodigiously intelligent, and he would not have contradicted himself in this manner. It has been the ignorance of pagans that have created this fraudulence in the testimonies throughout, and these falsehoods attributed to Jesus have been the curse upon this text. It is the task of depaganization to point them out and make these testimonies clean of demonic ideologies. The next note is about verse 26, which says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible. With God all things are possible. While this statement echoes the fraudulent statement used by the pagan editors to fool people into thinking that God impregnated a human virgin female, which was immoral for God to have done as previously noted, it is clearly acceptable that Jesus said that nothing is impossible for God. It becomes important to have this statement as the basis for correcting the rest of the passage to depaganize it. Removal of all pagan references inserted into the text and falsely attributed to Jesus Christ had the purpose of connecting the pagan Roman beliefs with the message of Jesus Christ so that this text became the support for the fraudulent theology of Catholicism. The omissions of paganism has the purpose to terminate Catholicism from claiming to be the message of Christ. Catholicism is not the message of Jesus Christ. It is the perverted message of Satan and the Antichrist. This information becomes known to you by the power of God's Holy Spirit because nothing is impossible for God. Alright, the last note in chapter 19 is about an omission from verse 28. What has been omitted is at the renewal of all things. Sits on his glorious throne and on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. The first phrase 
is a reference to the pagan ideology of renewal. That's right, it was paganism. It was a pagan Roman heretic who added this concept into the text. It is another item of evidence similar to the use of the reference to the fourth watch of the night, which was a reference to a pagan Roman belief. The renewal of all things is clearly a reference to pagan beliefs. The correction has been made to show the message of eternal truth. The other omissions clarify that only God will be the judge. Christ is our advocate, and he will judge those of us who accept him as our Savior, but only God will be the judge of the twelve tribes of Israel. Finally, the omissions of statements that fraudulently insinuate Christ exalted himself depaganizes this text. The first note from chapter 20 is about verse 23. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by the Father. Jesus clearly says here that only God has the right to judge. And this validates the omissions in chapter 19 verses 25 through 30 that I just spoke about. Jesus would not have contradicted himself. And it has been pagan heretics who have created these frauds in their ignorance of God's eternal truth. The evidence of pagan fraud exists throughout the New Testament as contradictions such as this that heretics have ignored for centuries. The last note for chapter 20 is an omission from verse 28. What has been omitted is, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This was a fraudulent editorialization that had the intent to support pagan ideology. Pagans claimed that the murder of Jesus was actually a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin. Jesus Christ did not die for the forgiveness of sin, and he was not a ransom in blood. Jesus died because of our sins, by the act of murder. He was not a pagan sacrifice in flesh and blood because that was a pagan concept. Jesus Christ was a human being, a prophet, murdered by pagan Romans and heretic Jews for teaching repentance to receive the forgiveness of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus followed the path of the archangel Fanuel, whom God commanded to teach repentance to the world, even unto death. The first note about chapter 21 is about verse 5, which says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This is a correction. The correct quotation from Zechariah, Chapter 9, verse 9, replaces the misquoted prophecy. It is relevantly acceptable that this prophecy may have been identified by Matthew, but pagan editorialization of the reference had the purpose to create it as a curse of fraudulence. The correction removes that curse. Review of the context suggests that the quote is clearly relevant to Jesus as the king of the Jews. It is probably one of the best examples of relevant prophecy that also proves the message of God's eternal truth because Jesus is being identified as the son of David, the rightful king of Israel. The next note is about verse 13. Now verse 13 is a reference to Isaiah chapter 56 verse 7 and Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 11 where it says, It is written, he said to them, My house will be called the house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. That actually appears in both Isaiah and Jeremiah. The next note is about the omission of verses 18 through 22. They've been omitted from the depaganized text. 
The passage describing Jesus cursing a fig tree was a fraudulent and pagan editorialization insinuating that Jesus had powers that are not given to a man by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Christ did not curse a fig tree in contradiction of his own words prohibiting these actions. It was pagan editorialization that portrayed Jesus as having the ability to curse plants and other living things to death as a punishment, which was not one of the powers he received in his anointing of the Holy Spirit. The powers of punishment are reserved for the archangel Raquel. God gave this power only to Raquel, who uses it only by God's command. Also omitted in this passage was the fraudulence about prayer. While prayer is an important practice of the faithful because it is mankind's ability to communicate with God, the purpose of prayer is not to ask God for anything you want. It has also been a deception of the Antichrist to make mankind think that faith in God is a magical power by which they may do anything by praying and asking God for it. But there exist rules of morality not being presented in these texts that prove otherwise. A lack of faith has been the excuse of the pagans and heretics to explain the fallibility of their false theology, and this fraud has been the downfall of many men throughout history. Pray to God to express your love for God, but do not pray to be a beggar, because God does not abide the beggars who want without giving. Alright, the final note for this episode is about verse 46, which says, They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. The people in the time of Jesus knew the truth about him. Jesus Christ was a prophet, and the people who followed Jesus in his ministry knew he was the anointed one of God, that he had been divinely chosen to be the future king of Israel. It has been ancient pagans and heretics who have created the lies and the texts that insinuate Jesus Christ was the Son of God, but it is modern pagans and heretics who fraudulently claim that the term Christ means Son of God, when the original meaning of the word in Greek means anointed. Heretics have created the lie based upon their belief in pagan Roman mythology, not on the truth of etymology, which is the historical meaning of a word. Well, that is all for this episode. Be sure to subscribe for notifications of the next release. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.